Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas and Liz Jones. We are on the back end of our 40 hour live stream fundraising event where we were working to raise the funds so that we can establish a nonprofit status for Geek Devotions. And it was an absolute blast. We managed to raise up to 40% of our funding that we needed. And we are so thankful for everyone who participated and everyone who has donated. We really do appreciate all you guys have done. That being said, uh, as you can guess, we're, we're a bit tired. <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be activating one of our um, legacy files, one of the John Haru files that we have. Uh, the Haru protocol is what we call it. And what you're about to hear is one of our lost files. Uh, for those of you who are new to what, what's happening here at Geek Devotions, uh, our original podcast host went down and we actually lost uh, 13 of our original episodes of Contact. And so we've been slowly re-releasing those. So today, guys, you're going to be hearing episode 10 of our podcast uh, from July 23rd, 2017. And it was called... From Go Lion to Legendary Defender. And this was where uh, we sat down and Celeste and I looked at the original Voltron, Beast King Go Lion, uh, the original anime that Voltron was based off of. And then we gave our impressions when you compared it to the modern day Netflix counterpart, uh, which was called Voltron Legendary Defender. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. Hit the subscribe button if you like this uh, this content. And uh, next week, Celeste and I are going to be giving an update on Operation 501, uh, which is, again, the, the fundraiser we've been doing because there's some really exciting things happening this week uh, based around it. So we'll have an update for you guys next week. And we're also going to be having a conversation about a new anime coming out called uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Part 2. So that being said, let's activate the protocol. Garden files lost. Now activating John Haru protocol. Garden files found. Initiating lost files. What if that Voltron, Defender of the Universe, was originally something very, very different? Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet's geekery. We are approaching collision. Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Two, five, seven. Security code accepted. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 10 of Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they're loved. I am Dallas, and with me is... Celeste! And on today's episode, we're going to take a trip through time as we talk about Voltron, legendary defender, Voltron, defender of the universe, and Beast King Go Lion, the Japanese anime that they use to create Voltron, defender of the universe. I want you to do me a favor, though. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we're saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us simply by looking up Geek Devotions. If you are watching this on YouTube, then leave comments down below and interact with us on our Facebook, Instagram. And perhaps you can be the next Devoted Geek of the Week. So when we started out with the concept of this podcast, our thoughts were to compare the Voltron from the 80s with the current Netflix series, especially since our friends over at Retro Rewind Podcast just did an amazing job with their geek devotion they did on our channel, uh, which 
revolved around Voltron and how we should have unity within the body of Christ. And like I said, this has kind of morphed into something a little bit different. Just a little bit. <laughs> so what we're going to do is um, we're going to start off by talking about Voltron, Defender of the Universe, versus Go Lion. Because like I said, um, we, we started off, let me give you guys some premise, we started off watching both Voltron Defender of the Series, or <laughs> Voltron Defender of the Universe, and then also Voltron, Voltron Legendary Defender, and this is a tongue twister, and we watch up to the point where they first form Voltron. Uh, it's just kind of a, the, both those kind of give a good basis of what the series is about and the premise of the show. Um, but then on a whim, we're like, well, let's watch the first episode of Beast King Go, uh, Go Lion, which was what everything was based off of. We then proceeded to watch the first four episodes. Because it was so interesting, though. It's so good. And so very Different. So for this first part, let's talk about those differences between Voltron, Defender of the Universe, and Go Lion. Uh, just some, some background. Go Lion was actually created uh, back in the 80s. 1981 is when Go Lion first came out. Voltron, the legend, um, Defender of the Universe, it came out in 84. Okay. And so it was a few years later. And actually, just fun tip – our fact, I learned while we were looking into this, um, the guys who created Voltron Defender of the Universe, the one that we saw in the 80s as a kid here in the States, yeah. they weren't originally supposed to get Go Lion. They originally had contacted and uh, licensed a different series, but it got sent to them on accident, and they just kind of ran with it. Like, you know what? We kind of like this, so we're going to go ahead and, and keep this, and they created Voltron out of it. So what I'm hearing is that they might be in in line for a legal issue. No, because it kind of got passed up. Oh. I, mean, this is, I mean, this was like back in the 80s. I mean, this is like, what, 30 plus years ago? It's been so a minute. I don't think they care anymore. So Celeste, uh, kind of watching what we saw with uh, Voltron, Defender of the Universe, and then Beast King, Go Lion, what were some of the differences that kind of popped out? What were what really popped out to you about the between the two things? Well, there there was more killing yeah. in, in the Goliath, and there was definitely more of Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an avid fan of anime, personally. I don't watch as much as I probably could or should, <laughs> but I watch enough that I feel like I can say I'm an anime fan. Um, I'm not otaku, like Dallas likes to say, I think <laughs> he is, but... I'm not, I don't think I am. I just, I have appreciation for... For Japanese, I'm not otaku, and true otakus would be like, no, it's a lie, and, and I agree with them. Now, Takun, our friend Takun, she's yeah, otaku. She is otaku. But we're not. <laughs> but, you're, you're closer than I am. Okay. Uh, but, and I have no idea where I was going with that, because you're, we went on that, <laughs> that little tangent. We were talking about the differences. In, in, the differences. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, and then... It was much less reused footage. Mm-hmm. Like Voltron, Defender of the Universe, you saw the same scene. Like those poor snakes were killed six or seven times. Right. In one show. Yeah. You're like, how did this even happen? <laughs> Why are there that many snakes on a planet that's supposed to be dead? Mm, good point. With that being said, I think it'd be good for me to interject with kind of the story synopsis of both series. Okay. All right. So, so our our listeners have some context. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the '80s, which is what a lot of us know. 
and and understand because you know we grew up with it. <laughs> um, oh man, where the oh, I can't find it now. I'm gonna have to cut this later, probably. Well, we'll just leave it in there. Um, but <laughs> it is real, real life right here, guys. Hold on one second. All right. So the IMDb says, and it's it's this is a junk review on IMDb, and I am very sad to hear this. <laughs> this is what they have. Um, this series focuses on five lion robots and their pilots as they fight the evil forces of King Zarkon and Prince Lotor. Wow. Yeah, that was that was not good. If you look at the the Wikipedia page, uh, it's listed as Voltron Defender of the Universe is an American animated television series that features a team of astronauts who pilot giant super robot known as Voltron, initially produced as a joint venture between World Events Productions and Toy Animation. Now that being animation. <laughs> Beast King Go Lion, though, very similar but different to a degree. Uh, and I kind of like it personally, uh, the way it plays out. Uh, Go Lion's story is set in 1999. Let, that's, let that sink in. <laughs> When the planet Altea is subdued and enslaved by the Galarian Empire, meanwhile, five space pods return to Earth from their latest space exploration, only to find the planet annihilated by a thermonuclear war, a.k.a. World War III. Suddenly, the explorers are ambushed, captured, and enslaved, and then they are forced to fight for their lives in Emperor Daibo... <laughs> Die Basil? The ba- Wait, I remember how they say it, I think. It was Die Basil. Right, yeah, yeah. Arena. All right, so we've got some different things already happening in this. The young pilots escape and eventually land on the planet Altea, where they discover the secret of the mighty sentient robot, Go Lion. The only weapons powerful enough, only weapon powerful enough to defeat Emperor Die Basil. Forces. I could be saying this very wrong, and if so, I apologize. All right. So, and then it lays out, this is an interesting part, and this is where, I, this is the differences that I saw that mainly, and you and I talked about this hmm. uh, earlier before we saw this. In Voltron, you got these space explorers. They're from uh, from Earth, essentially, uh, part of the Galaxy Garrickson. They're sent to this planet to help them out. They're, there's somebody back home knows. Everything's cool, and they land on this planet. Uh, they are captured by Zarkon. But they escape, they go to Plant Eris yeah. instead of Altea. And on Eris, they meet um, the princess and this guy uh, who, I can't remember his name, <laughs> the bodyguard. But um, Oh, I know it. Yeah, right? But anyways, so they they meet and then they go, hey, here's the five lines. And they get going. And like there's this sense that like they just know what's happening. Yeah. And they, and it, But it's technology that was there before. They created the lions. All this other stuff. But in this is very different. Obviously, you have the names are different. But it's also far more tragic. Yeah, it is. You know, it's more post-apocalyptic. The Earth has been destroyed by World War III, um, which this is 81. So this is kind of Cold War era. So that was some real-life stuff happening. So basically, the Japanese people thought that we would have obliterated Earth by 1991. 99. 99. Yeah. 99. <laughs> so, still. But this is, like, this is one of the reasons why I enjoy a lot of Japanese stuff is because they put a lot of very uh, pointed 
political stuff in their their series. Uh-huh. You know, they uh, again, this is Cold War era, and so they're like, look, you know, this is a legit thing. This could happen. And jumping off of it, they create this world. And again, it's far more tragic. Like you said, there's a lot more killing, a lot more dying. Uh, the Voltron is called Go Lion, and he was a sentient robot from like how was it a thousand years ago. And uh, the the way the storyline reads, it goes: A thousand years ago, Golion was an arrogant robot who defeated several beastmen, tried to challenge the goddess of the universe into battle, but failed. For Golion's uh, hubris, the goddess uh, taught him humility by separating him into five pieces to form uh, in the form of five lion robots, and sailed through space and crash landed on Altea to lay and wait for those who would one day reawaken him to fight evil once again. Now, I will say this. We only watched Go Lion up until the point of where he, they, the lions formed Voltron. And it was kind of odd because it's all the same scenes from Voltron. Mm-hmm. Or they formed Go Lion, I'm sorry. Um, but the story behind it was so much more complex. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to see what happens because in Go Lion, he was sentient. Mm-hmm. He he did things by himself. Right. So I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen and see if he it continues to be sentient or if he continue or if he continues to be mechanical. Right. So I'm a real boy. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I found it to be very interesting. Uh, I'm a big fan of Voltron. Grew up watching Voltron. Um, I have um, now all five of the ten box sets, the ones that were I made out of ten with the lions. As of today. As of today, as I was <laughs> recording, we had an early birthday party for uh, uh, for me. My mom had it for us, and she gave me. Uh, the fifth box set, which I've been looking for for like 10 years. I've been looking for this box set, the the, the fifth portion of it. And I'm so excited to have it. But um, I never watched Go Lion. I knew that it was different. Like I knew like one of the major, like several major things is like they took out all killing. Yeah. Because in the 80s, uh, they couldn't show that on television for children. So they took out anybody who died. Uh, the one character who was a main character that did die in the series, um, they, they rewrote the script and did it so that he – Got injured and went back to Galaxy Garrison to uh, to get well. And then later in the series, he comes back on a secret mission. And uh, but in the original Go Line, this is kind of a spoiler for you. Okay. Um, it's his twin brother that comes back. Oh wow! To do to take care of some stuff. That's horrible. Right. And they also did other things they chopped out. Um, like a lot of the scenes where they're eating, they chopped out of the American version and uh, replaced everything because they're eating like rice balls and using chopsticks. They didn't think that American kids would relate to it or they wouldn't understand what was happening in the scene. Little did they know. (laughs) Exactly. So um, that's the reason why, because there's so much choppiness, that we see so much repeat of things. So much stuff that's being like, like this is taken and then reused. And and like like you said, those poor snakes were shot at like three times, the exact same, one episode. One episode. The exact same shot. Um, So an example of, of, in my opinion, somehow the, the storyline suffered. Because, again, they're creating their own storyline mm-hmm. loosely based on Go Lion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene where the team for, for the Lions mm-hmm. are fighting this monster. And 
they it looks like they defeat the monster, but they all get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Well, in Go Lion, you realize they didn't defeat the monster. They just kind of knocked him out and knocked themselves out. Mm-hmm. So nobody won. Mm-hmm. Everybody just kind of passed out. Like, they fought so hard, they all passed out. Right. So, I mean, but that wasn't explained in the Voltron. So while we're watching it, I'm going, but that doesn't make sense. Right. What's going on here? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, there are a lot of small things like that just just didn't happen. Um, So that being said, we we talked about differences um, because we want to be positive about some of the stuff. Um, Tell me something about Go Lion that you you enjoyed um i think i enjoy is it allura is that the princess's name uh in the new series or in the in the 80s 84 it was okay not in uh go lion what was it in go lion i really can't remember now i kind of liked her character better in princess uh faria ah gotcha uh, I liked Princess Faria better than Princess Alora, simply because Princess Alora was the typical, oh, there's a thing. Right. Let me run away and let the big strong men get it. When, and don't get me wrong, men, I appreciate you, because there, there are things that I just will not kill, or fires I will not put out. You we know, didn't really see much of her do anything in the first couple of It's It's the way that she was, like, the way she talked, the okay. few lines she had. Because mm-hmm. she did have fewer lines in this. She did have fewer lines, and I do have problem with that. But the way she handled things mm-hmm. when she did have lines, it was much more the, the uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to take charge of this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. I'm going to handle this. But... I could use your help. Right. As opposed to the, I'm going to let you handle everything, especially in her relationship with the advisor, mm-hmm. um, which I also really, really appreciated. They gave some backstory in Go Lion mm-hmm. about the the military advisor, Rabel. Yeah, Rabel. That's what his name was. He, uh, in the Go Lion, he actually saved Faia's life mm-hmm. from... Um, not Zarkon in this one. Yeah. But the guy who they named Zarkon. Um, because he had come to the planet and killed the royal family. So he saved her life by smuggling her out. So I, I appreciated them giving him some more depth as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another great example of that. And I, I like that too. Um, but like the, the scene where she's going, where they're going to, the king's coffin to find the keys to activate Voltron. Um, she's like, or he stops her. He's like, hey, look, I can't let you do this. You can't see the body. And in the the American version of Voltron, it's just kind of awkward. Like, you know, oh, this would be hard for you. And she's like, oh, I've visited my father many times. I feel stronger when I'm near him. But in this, it's so much more tragic because he's like, no, I don't want you to come with me. Because I can't let you, bear, I can't bear to have you see what's happened to him. And they do this flashback sequence where the king is standing in defiance, even to the bitter end, and he's beheaded. Yeah. And she didn't know about this, and, but you see this great aspect of her where she's like, you see her struggle from him, where she's shocked, but then she goes, no, 
I've got to do this. Yeah. I'm going to fight with these with these heroes. Well, and I also am curious because when they enter the throne room, not the throne room, the burial chambers, there is the ghost of the king is there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if she was not there, if he would have shown up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that was a thing for him for the storyline. I don't think it was, but these are the things I think of. <laughs> so I liked just kind of the fleshing out of the story that we've seen here in Go Line. I like the fact that there's more of a backstory behind uh, what Go Line is, and I appreciate the gravity of it. It has more more gravity than the Voltron series. Yeah. Well, and the comparison is, is for me, the best way to sum up that feeling mm-hmm. is watching Voltron. I feel like I'm a little kid. Yeah. Now, I I personally did not watch Voltron as a child, mm-hmm. but it's the type, it's the style of cartoon that I watched. Right. Let's save that for when we talk about Voltron specifically. Okay. All right. Um, I want to mention one more thing that I really enjoyed about Voltron, and that is the fact that, or not Voltron, Go, Go Lion, we're getting confused here, is the fact that in Go Lion, um, it's so close to Mobile Suit Gundam, which came out back in... Uh, 79, um, the music and the art style is very similar, which I noticed that when I got older, I started watching Gundam. I was like, oh, this looks very similar to Voltron. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that Voltron was a rewrite of Go Lion, which was just literally just a couple years later. But the scoring of it, the mm-hmm. music score of it, I enjoy it. I think it adds a, a certain tone to it and, and intensity. Like, there are several scenes in it where um, – the music gives more intensity than in the American version, I think. Right. So, okay. So that being said, let's talk about things that we liked about Voltron, Defender of the Universe. So, Celeste, what are some things that you liked? Um, it was very cute. Like I said earlier, it very much made me feel like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon, which mm-hmm. incidentally, we were watching it on Saturdays, whereas... The Go Lion felt like something I would watch now. It mm-hmm. would be an anime. I'd go, oh, I'm interested in this. Yeah, yeah. Let's watch it now. Sure. Um, so that was, I mean, it's entertaining. Sure. It's, it's not something that I would necessarily go, hey, let, let's watch Voltron. <laughs> but if it's something that if it's on, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's this. Right. I, I'll be engaged. I'll watch the storyline. It's sure intriguing even though there's so many plot holes <laughs> like i'm going what, what is happening yes so uh, i would say for me um if we can cue from our friends from from retro rewind podcast there's a lot of nostalgia for me because mm-hmm. i grew up watching this a lot of people my age um grew up watching voltron so we had that love for it but i appreciate as an adult um the fact that the gravity and this is gonna sound weird i appreciate the gravity is not there that's in Go Lion. Yeah. That they they were purposely going, okay, we want to make something for kids. Yeah. And so they because, took out huh? Because Go Lion is definitely not necessarily for kids. Not little kids. No. Maybe maybe like older kids, like yeah. closer to like the 12, 13 years old, yeah. maybe eleven ish, but not the younger ones. And that's what I feel like this that Voltron was targeting targeting in their series. And I appreciated that. Um, as someone who who's worked with kids over the years. I appreciate the fact that um, they were trying to create stuff for them that wasn't going to be just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, we kind of see a lot of kids' television today. We do. It's either, like, super kiddy and ridiculous, or uh, it's like, okay, you guys are pushing some serious boundaries. 
Now, there's some things I didn't like they took out, like the, you know, where they're eating Japanese food and stuff like that. I feel like that was ridiculous. Well, I feel like that was more of a political play than anything else. Mm -hmm. It was a different world, different time frame, different mindset. Sure. So, but I do appreciate that they were trying to make something for kids themselves. Right. So, anything else you want to add that you liked about it? I think that's it. Okay. Well, then let's move forward in this uh, little trip through time uh, to 2016. We have released the Netflix version of um, Voltron. And this isn't the first re-release of Voltron, or remake of Voltron, but it's the first one I think that's been, been good. That's been good. It's, just, it's coming out with the third season soon. Yeah. And um, a lot of good stuff's happened. In fact, um, our episode Geek Devotions that Retro Rewind did uh, was based off of this particular one. It's called Voltron Legendary Defender. And so let's let's look at that and compare it to um, Voltron Defender of the Universe. What what are some things that you saw that were they're kind of different between the two of them? Celeste? Um, I think the di- some of the differences are the time frames. Mm-hmm. Like in the eighties, you would not hear a joke about flashlights. Yeah. That they made several and fart jokes and vomit several. jokes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they made they made jokes about him, the the hunk guy vomiting in the first one, but it wasn't as graphic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, "Oh, good, I'm watching this as a eight year old child." Right. Like, <laughs> it's an eight year old boy on the screen. Right. Um. <laughs> so it was much more younger child to me right but it was also the differences between it because back then that was just not something you did yep i'd agree to that um i think some of the other differences we saw is um they almost brought back some of the gravity of the original series yeah the go lion and i feel like that they paid more homage to it like they paid homage to both of them yeah they did but they 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 definitely brought back some of the japanese stuff like um um vin or svin uh, s-v-e-n svin who talks like this it's kind of a weird accent he's annoying to me he was the one that uh dies yeah um but um in the netflix series they call him shiro which is a shortened version of the name of the original Japanese name for that character. Yes. Um, they're also changing some dynamics, like the fact that he's so much older, and um, he is he's the leader of the group instead of of Rick. I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't know if it was like because they're trying to match people's colors more to their lines. Because that was one of the things. That, another one that they weren't matched up quite right. Yeah. So, but. I don't know, but I kind of like Shin's character. Like, he's the one that I relate to the most out of all of them. Um, so I think that I actually really want to continue the series, mm-hmm. even though it's like it's not something that I'll go, oh, I'm going to watch this. Like, yeah. I have shows that I'm like, yes, I'm going to watch this right Absolutely. now because that's what I'm in the mood for. But at some point, I would like to finish it because I feel like I know where they're going to go with some things. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'm right. Yeah. Um, but personally, I think that they may have switched the leaders mm. because originally they were, didn't you say that they did the red because red was always leader because of um, Sentai Senpai? <laughs> is that what you said? Super Sentai. Now, Super Sentai. That is one thing to bring up. You know, in, in, in Japan, they've had Super Sentai for years, which in the American side of things was later called 
uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And the Red Ranger, the, was, the one who wore red, was always the leader of the group. And um, so it kind of made sense in Go Lion and even in, in Voltron that the guy in red was the leader. Right. Well, and I'm wondering if because we don't have – because the series is a Netflix series. Mm. And I don't know if Netflix is an American company or not, but I'm pretty sure it's not Japanese. Yeah. Um, doesn't have that – mindset that red should be the leader that they went hey black is the middle of the body so let's make him the leader right and then out of that came this character right possibly now there's another aspect of that that we can pull out and then we're going kind of way off base but in super sentai you always had the rogue sixth man that was the person who Everyone was like, oh, they are so cool and they wanted to be them and at times they kind of took over the leadership um, in a different format. Yeah. Um, this was your your Green Ranger, your White Ranger, your Gold Ranger. Uh, these these so, were these characters who. So basically, Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank, <laughs> but he wasn't the Gold Ranger. But there, oh, like anybody who grew up watching Power Rangers, they they knew they know what I'm talking about. There was that sixth man who joined the team that everyone was like, man, they are so cool. They have something special about them. When you'll discover later that Shiro actually has something else special about him in the new Netflix series. And so I wonder. Other than he can make his hand into a weapon. Yes, that was pretty intense. There's a lot more depth to him okay. as a character, and so I wonder if maybe they're treating him as a sixth man because and, let, and they're gonna bring Rick in, not Rick. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember the red one. And and they're gonna treat uh, the their version of Alora as the other fifth person because she's actually a Voltron uh, pilot also. I'm trying to figure out who was red. Was it the cocky guy? No, no, the cocky guy's blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, all right. So, what are some things that stuck out to you? They're like, yeah, I like this. Like about like some some nods to the other series that you enjoyed. Um, I don't know because I didn't notice them until I was watching the other series. Because right. for me, we have watched we have watched you and I had watched. Um, the first several episodes of the Vol of Voltron Defender of the Universe. Mm -hmm. And then I think we had watched the first episode of Voltron Legendary Defender. Right. But then we went back after we watched Legendary Defender. Then we went back and watched Voltron Defender of the Universe. And mm -hmm. then we went and watched Go Lion. Right. So some of the homages, the, the tributes, the things, the little hidden Easter eggs... I'm like, oh, that's why they put that there. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it until afterwards because I was inexperienced coming in. Sure. Like you had to explain to me about the trash can thing. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you listening, there's a scene in the in the new series. Uh, it's like in the first episode where um, the two characters they hide in trash cans, and it's a blue trash can and a yellow trash can with a white stripe down the middle, and it looks like the legs of Voltron in the exact position that Voltron. Uh, colored legs were were set up, and so uh, I will say this, and this is this is what I enjoy the most about the new series, is that it really does pay homage and honor to both the previous series. I'm sure there's stuff from the other, the ones that are in between the '84 yeah. Voltron and this one, um, but I appreciate that it shows honor. I feel like there's a lack of that in culture today, yeah. where we're showing honor for the things that came before us, and you see this across the board and. Basically everything in, in music genres and in books and and in politicians and in life and in succession, there seems to be a lack of honor for those who came before us. Well, 
And I feel like that most people do not have that culture of honor. Mm -hmm. So the, the Japanese culture, now I'm not so sure about modern day because I don't follow a lot of modern day mm -hmm. Japanese culture, but that the old culture was very honoring. Mm -hmm. And whereas Americans' old culture was rebellion from England. <laughs> so it's like, it's the two different bases. We, we definitely don't have a culture of honor in today's society. Yeah, I can see that. And I agree completely. There, there is a lack of honor for um, not just people, but position. Yeah. And so... Uh, you can have honor for a position, even if you don't like the person in the Absolutely. Position. And I feel like Netflix honors both of the previous mainstains. Yeah. Um, the, the Go Lion, the, uh, yeah, Go Lion and Voltron, Defender of the Universe. It pays honor to them. And I really appreciate that a lot. So, I think that's it. Anything else you want to add about this topic? No, I think we're good. All right. All right. So... That being said, guys, thanks so much for taking time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you love this episode, head over to iTunes, subscribe to the, our our podcast, um, rate and, and please rate this podcast and leave a review. And do us a favor also, um, share this out. If you guys enjoy what we're doing here on our podcast on Calm Talk, share it out and let people know. Uh, that there's something else out there. Again, we, we take this and, and yeah, it's fun. We talk about geeky stuff, but we always tried to try to have something meaningful in these conversations yeah. at the same time. So anyways, until next Sunday, my wonderful devoted geeks. Stay devoted. Peace and love guys.